Today on episode 270 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, I'm going to tell you about a new scam on one of the biggest sites on the internet, how it works, and how you can avoid it. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer, and I tell you all those things in regular, everyday English. I do computer repair, backups, and lots of other computer-related work for my clients all over the U.S., and even some that are outside the U.S., and I usually don't even need to leave my home office to do that. It's all done by remote access. So whenever your computer has some kind of problem, wherever you are, just give me a call, 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 270. So let's get started. Have you ever heard the phrase, water will always find a way? This is something you sometimes hear in the roofing industry. It just means that if you're building a house and you put on the roof and it could be the best quality materials in the world, and you know that roofing contractor could be a, just a master craftsman with 30 years of experience in putting on roofs, but if that roof has just one little imperfection, you know, the tiniest of cracks, maybe something you wouldn't even see if you were looking for it, when there's a hard rain, that little crack that your human eye couldn't find, the rainwater absolutely will find it, and eventually you have a problem and it just can't be ignored. Well, that's kind of how it is with companies that do business online. They have to do their best to stay ahead of the scammers. They have all the customer's account information that they have to try to protect, and they have to make sure their customers use a good, strong password. And they have to verify that a credit card that someone uses for a purchase is a valid card, not a stolen one, and lots and lots of other security measures. There are just so many things they have to anticipate as potentially a problem that could cost them money or cost their customers money. And some of these companies do this better than others. The problem is these online companies have limited resources. They can only allocate so many people to try and make sure there aren't any cracks in the security but the scammers, well, that's another story. There are a lot more of them, probably thousands or maybe tens of thousands, and they're working all the time. They can devote all of their time and energy to try to figure out a way to get past those security measures that are put in place by the online companies, and they just never stop. And, you know, like that rain that falls on the roof of a house, if there are any cracks in the security, they will eventually find it, and they're going to use it to their advantage. And that's when there's a problem. And when the scammers figure out a way to sneak around and get past the security process of a huge company like Amazon, well, that means there's a big problem. But that's exactly what has happened. With this new scam, the bad guys are counting on their victims to rely on one basic assumption. And that assumption is that when you buy something on Amazon, you're safe. You should never have to worry about anything because everyone knows Amazon stands behind their products and they have excellent customer service. And honestly, that's what most people do believe, and there's good reason for that. By now, probably most people have had some kind of experience with Amazon's customer service. If you order a product and it doesn't show up, you just tell Amazon and they'll send you another one or they'll give you a refund. And it's the same thing if you get an item and it's broken. 
or you get sent the wrong item, or just about whatever reason you tell them, even if you get the thing you ordered and it's the right one and it's perfect working order, you can tell Amazon, ah, I just changed my mind, and you can send the thing back and get a refund. So it's very true that Amazon does have great customer service. But what's not true is that you're always protected no matter what you buy. It's kind of a funny thing how perception differs. If people buy something from Amazon, they think of it as purchasing from a company. If they buy something on eBay, they think of that as purchasing from an individual. But in reality, most of the products, I shouldn't say most, but many of the products that are sold on Amazon are just listings from individual sellers. It works almost exactly like eBay works. A person can set up an account to be a seller on Amazon and upload a picture of an item and a description, and there it is, an Amazon product for sale right there on the Amazon site. So if just about anyone can be an Amazon seller, that means a scammer can set up an account to sell too. So here's how this scam works. Some scumball sets up an Amazon seller account, and for this example, we'll call him Tony. Of course, for his Amazon account, he uses some fake company name like A1 Product Sales Inc. or something similar, and then he creates a product listing. Now, Tony has decided he wants to sell something that's in huge demand, an iPhone 8. Not the newest iPhone, but still pretty new and something a lot of people are searching for right now to purchase on Amazon. And he lists the price at $699. And anyone shopping for an iPhone 8 knows that this price is an amazing bargain. Well, it would be if it were true. So now the trap is set. Then along comes Mr. Amazon Shopper looking to buy an iPhone and have it shipped to him right there where he lives in Indianapolis. He's looking at all the listings, and then he suddenly sees this one listed at $699, which of course is substantially lower than all the others, and he reads the description to see what the catch is, like maybe it's refurbished or it's not working or something, but the description says it's brand new, no problems, and it's in stock and ready to ship. Must be his lucky day to find a bargain like that. So he clicks to purchase, and even pays a little extra to have it arrive in, a, in two days. And he even gets the tracking number from FedEx, so he knows it's on the way to be delivered. This is going to be so great. A couple days later, he gets that notification from Amazon. Your item, iPhone 8, has been delivered. But that's kind of odd, because he hasn't seen the FedEx driver, and he hasn't signed for any deliveries today. So he goes out to see if there's maybe a package on the front porch, but nothing there. So he contacts Amazon to see if there's some mistake. And Amazon says, no, no mistake. FedEx has reported to Amazon that the package was delivered and signed for just an hour ago in Indianapolis. What? What's going on here? Then he goes to the FedEx website and looks up the tracking number. And the FedEx site confirms that, yes, it was indeed delivered and signed for in Indianapolis. But when he looks closer, he sees that the address in Indy where it was delivered was not his address. So he does a quick Google search on that address and sees that it's the office of some insurance company in Indianapolis. And that's an important part of this scam. It has to be in the same city for the scam to work. Because here's the critical factor. When FedEx tells Amazon the product has been delivered and signed for, they don't tell Amazon the full address of the delivery, only the city. The scammer sends the package to some random business address in the city, such as that insurance office, and FedEx has no reason to be suspicious. They're just delivering and getting a signature like they're supposed to. And from Amazon's perspective, it all seems to be okay, since the product has been delivered to the correct city and signed for. What about that random insurance office that gets the package? 
Well, they're going to be a little bit confused when they open the package and find that it's just an empty box without even any contact information. So even if the buyer finds that office and goes there to get his package, he still won't have his iPhone that he thought he was buying. Now, of course, the next step is for him to go back to Amazon and get a refund, right? But the odds are not good of that happening. There have been people already who have been victims of this scam, and when they reported it, Amazon was not really all that willing to help. Because all Amazon knows is you paid for the item, and FedEx says the item was delivered and signed for. So you can try to explain what really happened, but honestly, in a case like this, it kind of looks like you're trying to scam a free iPhone. Amazon just doesn't seem to have figured out a way to keep this from happening, at least so far. Now, there have been a few cases where the victims went to the local TV station, you know, where they have those um, reporters that do regular stories like this, and they try to advocate for the consumer. And sometimes Amazon does give in and give a refund in order to just to avoid the bad publicity. But in most cases, the scammer gets the money and the victim gets an empty box. It seems like Amazon's going to have to figure out a way to stop this since it's only going to get worse. The obvious solution, at least to me, is that FedEx needs to provide Amazon with the full delivery address each time, not just the city. I really don't know why that isn't the standard procedure already. Maybe there's some privacy concerns or something, but I really don't get why that's not already happening. All right, how can you avoid getting taken by this scam? Well, a couple of things. First, if you're on Amazon and you see an item listed and it's at a price that's substantially lower than what it should be, you really need to be suspicious of that. Not to say you can't find any bargains on Amazon, but just be aware that there's maybe something not quite right with that listing. So don't let greed blind you to something that's kind of sketchy. And second, be very careful when you're buying from an individual or a third-party seller who has no reviews, or a product that has no reviews. The fact that it has no reviews doesn't necessarily mean it's a scam or a bad product, but it should sort of be a red flag that tells you you really need to check into this deal before you hit that buy button. And speaking of hitting that buy button, that's how you can support this show. Whenever you need to get something on Amazon, just go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop, and there you are right on Amazon, and just buy the stuff you normally buy. You pay the exact same price anyway, but when you use that link, then that means Amazon sends me a little referral fee. And that's when I say thank you for supporting the podcast. And if you've ever actually been scammed on Amazon, I'd love to hear about it. Or if you have a question, or if you have a complaint, whatever you want to say, you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call my podcast voicemail line anytime, day or night. That's 727-386-9468, and you can leave a recorded message, and that line is never answered by a human being. And that'll do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.